Hi there, and welcome to Magic Time. I'm Scott Squires. Glad to have you with us. Welcoming in my broadcast partner, Dave Tingley, to the podcast today, Hoops Tingley on Twitter. Lots to talk about with the Moncton Magic uh, still. Record-wise, the top team in the National Basketball League of Canada, but from a win percentage-wise, some other teams catching up. Uh, Again, lots to kind of dissect and break down, but let's go back and look uh, at their Ontario road trip. I know some of the fans were kind of pulling their hair out a little bit because of what went on on that trip. But before we dig into it, I guess we should make the point that even though they lost those three games in Ontario, uh, they lost by uh, no more than an average of five points if you add up the loss deferential and then divide it by three. So it's not like they were getting blown out, Dave, but maybe just some breakdown from you on that uh, swing through Ontario for the Magic. I mean, look, it, what team came into the year more prepared than the Moncton Magic? They had a pretty set roster pretty early on. They took some of their guys to China and got some cohesion going there and learned some things about some guys. So when no team in the league, I don't think, was more prepared for opening day than were the Magic. And then, lo and behold, they go on the undefeated run to start the year. Then, lo and behold, roster turnover. And I don't think anybody's surprised <clears throat> in this league anymore when there's lots of that. So, you mentioned talking to Coach Leslie there on your on your podcast the other day about how important it is with a new guy coming in, Terry, just to get some some practice. So, that's one guy. The Magic are replacing multiple guys, departures, Jahi Carson, and, um, and and guys like that, and, and and Doug Herring Jr. of course, and then injuries, Billy White, now Eddie Asamoah's out, and they got IR replacements coming in, guys coming in for two days and leaving. It is really difficult as a professional basketball team to get in cohesion with a lineup, and I actually was really proud of the guys for being in all three games until late in those games. And like, there's, there's some factors that come a couple of those games, the whistle didn't go their way quite in the last, in the last couple of minutes, a couple of those games, they just missed some shots. One of the games went to OT after the ugly Eddie Asamoah fall. So like there's these things that made for an O and three trip that very easily could have been three and O. And I think having this practice time last week, it'll be really interesting to see how they come out of this break starting tonight on the Island. Well, and you make a really good point. Absolutely. And again, you know, it could have been 3-0 instead of 0-3. And And as I said just a second ago, you know, uh, the average loss was by five points. So again, not like they were getting blown out. But how do you, because I mean, you've been, uh, you know, a part of basketball pretty much your entire life. You've played at different levels and obviously being involved with the Magic. But I've kind of likened it or, or, or nicknamed it a Lego lineup. So many pieces have got to take <laughs> yeah. piece out for various reasons and plug different pieces back in, but they keep trying to build the same foundation, but with all these different pieces. What are some of the challenges to doing that other than what we've talked about with cohesion and practice time? Yeah, I think I think what people forget is, about, about professional basketball is because it's a, it's a really free-flowing game to watch, and sometimes it doesn't look, uh, especially in the modern game with, positionless basketball and lots of threes and run and gun. It doesn't, it doesn't look as precise as it actually is. When I talk about precision, like especially on the defensive end, because the, uh, uh, the power rankings came out this week from the NBLC from the head office there. And, and our man that writes that article was pretty harsh on our magic saying, you know, the downslide starts here kind of thing. And, and really nitpicked, really focused on how, 
the defense, not the defensive numbers have had slid a little bit. And the guys that are on this roster didn't all of a sudden become poor defenders, especially adding an elite guy like Duke Mondi at that end. What happens is these things are really precise. So defensive rotation. So the angle at which you close out on a guy on a three point shooter, and that, that enables him, if you don't close out on the right angle, that enables him to attack your, uh, your high foot and, and, and get over the top and get into the lane. And if the other defender isn't expecting that penetration, it's difficult. So really small things like that are things that really good coaches like Coach Salerno and the other coaches in this league break down in practice time. And to have a week off since that last, since that trip, is you're really going to see things like that tighten up for the Magic, and it won't be as kind of messy looking as you saw on, the, on that trip. Well, the other thing is as well, and you and I have talked about it on the broadcasts, is that this team has been hanging its hat on its defense and its ability to play defense pretty much right from training camp up through now almost the midway part of the regular season. And regardless of the last few games, if you still look at the numbers, they are still first in points per game allowed at 96.9. They're still first in keeping their opponent's field goal percentage low at 41.5. And they're still first at limiting opponents from outside the arc uh, for three-point range at 31.0. So good news is, is that sometimes it's easier to go on the offense and score lots of points, and, and the defense is a lot harder to kind of get up to speed. For the Moncton Magic, they've got the defense so I guess my question would be on that front is if and when, and I say when because of the way things have gone, if and when this Moncton Magic squad can kind of get their core together and can have that time in practice, in games, to work on all of this stuff, uh, you know, how good can this team be? Well, look, I, I, the, the, the great thing about this stretch now that's starting for the Magic now and it might not be as might not be the part you look forward to the most as a fan of the Magic is. This is the uh, lax part of their schedule. They have lots of space between games right now. I talked at the start about how great the start of the season was because of how much how well prepared they were. You give this group of guys, you know, Duke Mondi added in, who I'm a massive fan of, and I think is going to be. Um, twice as good as you saw him on, on in Ontario when he gets up to speed with his teammates and stuff. When you add a guy like that in um, and you give them this much time to cohese together and play, you know, talk to Corey Allman and, and break down some film and uh, guys like that and Jen Trey, who's a rookie and all these guys, the, all these guys in the mix, you give them some time to come together and the coaching that Joe and the staff uh, uh, do give them these breaks in time between games to, rest up, get healthy, and and cohese together, that's really promising. They didn't go undefeated, that undefeated run at the start of the season by accident. Okay? It's these guys and, and, and missing Billy White on that trip, you know, was is no small thing. I mean they, you're talking about uh, an MVP candidate last year for this league and to have him be out um and have that short bench and hadn't got I mean, is a recipe for disaster and it certainly wasn't a disaster. Okay. They come out of this t- really tough stretch, still first in the league, okay? And arguably, this is going to be their hardest stretch that they have all year. So they got this long break. They can get healthy. They play a few games mixed in. They got 
um, a t- a 11 day break coming up here soon again after the after the the uh, next Friday's game. So look, lots of time for them to get together and and, and improve things. And what can you say about Corey Almond? I know you and I were excited when we knew that Corey was going to be coming back for a second year with the Magic, but he really has stepped things up right across the board, not only with his game on the floor, Dave, but just the way he is leading this team off the floor and kind of being that cheerleader, that general, and, and whatever other adjective you want to use, but he's he's kind of putting this team on his shoulders, not just on the floor, but off the floor as well during the off days and saying, guys, let's just just – bear down let's work through this all teams have these stretches it's not how you start it's how you finish but maybe just you know what do you see from Corey this year that might even be a level up from last year yeah people forget at this time last year Corey was struggling Corey was not in the starting lineup was not shooting the ball well he was in fact this this much into last season under 40 percent uh shooter from the field overall which is for Corey Almond to tell people after they've seen him play this last year, they they call me a liar probably, but it's true. Look up the numbers. And then all of a sudden, and it coincided with Jason Cleese coming to the team last year, and those two love playing together. But And now Jason's another guy who's been hurt and now is healthy again, right? So having the, the Corey's the kind of guy, the better guys that he has around them, the better he plays because he loves the challenge of earning minutes amongst a group of really good players. He loves having winning guys around him. And he is he's better this year. He's, he came in in phenomenal shape. He's better at distributing the ball. He's more of a playmaker than he was last year. He's a better finisher in the lane. The thing that's scary for the league and the thing that encourages me is if you look at his three-point shooting numbers, those are actually disappointing right now. And you know he's going to have a stretch where he goes – off. And last year, he went off the entire second half of last year. He shot it at almost a 60% rate from three the last 20 games last year. That's a lot to ask. But right now, he's actually going through a lull in his three-point shooting. Once that gets back into form a little bit and he's got the healthy guys around him, I mean, watch out. And you're totally right about his leadership off the floor. The guys love him, and he's, and he's an example with his hard work off the floor for these guys, too. And for Duke Mondi, you mentioned him. Just a small sample of three games, but if you go by that small sample, he's leading the team at 21 points a game, but you can't really go by that small sample. Corey Almond, with those three games from Duke aside, is also the leading scorer on this team at 19.4. So he has come as delivered, and he really is wearing the Moncton Magic logo on his sleeve, on his heart, really. It's tattooed there, and he's been exceptional. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here, Dave. Oh, just you talked about the couple of the IR replacements that are going to come in because of the Eddie Asamoa situation as well as Billy White. Do you know anything at all about the two guys coming in, uh, Freddie McSwain Jr. and Marcus Lewis, two guys that were announced as uh, as IR replacement signings today by the Magic? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I didn't get a chance to – like, I've seen Marcus play. Like, Marcus has been in and out of the league a little bit, and he's a former dunk champion uh, at the NCAA level. D1 dunk champion, <clears throat> pardon me, and, and he's been in and out of teams in this league, and he's and he's a, a really good defender and really athletic. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see where he, he fits in, but he's a vet. He knows how to play, strong defender, 
high flyers. So you got some stuff to work with there for if you're Marcus Lewis and the, and the team. And he might be a guy. Um, he might be a guy, kind of um, like the like the, the guys that added up in, in in Ontario that might just come and go. You never know. But he has a chance to stick around if he performs. Freddie McSwain Jr. is an interesting ad. I mean, this is a guy that went to Indiana University, not like Indiana University, Big Ten. Got some uh, uh, played all started eight games as a senior. I mean, not his numbers don't pop off the page at you, but he was, seems to be a, a well-respected guy in the team. And, um, uh, 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 you know, averaged five points, five boards in Big Ten play with eight starts. I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at. That's a pretty good pedigree for a guy coming in here. So it'll be interesting to see what he adds for sure. Yeah, and uh, according, <laughs> to Magic, according to the Moncton Magic Twitter site, uh, with those two new signings, they do mention that Marcus Lewis uh, should be in the lineup tonight against the Island Storm. So let's talk about the next couple of games for the Moncton Magic. They are still on the road, but they're back home, so to speak. They're back now on the East Coast in Atlantic Canada. They were up in Ontario, you know, lots of travel, but they've gotten to come back, spend a couple of days around Moncton, over to Charlottetown the night to take on the Island Storm. Uh, Again, an Island Storm team that you and I talked about on the broadcast last time they were in Moncton, uh, a Tim Kendrick squad that likes to put that ball up. But for the Moncton Magic, what's key for this matchup tonight to get a W over uh, in Charlottetown? Uh, I, I think it's, you know, play to their style of play. Uh, Island wants to push, 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 get up a ton of shots, um, play with their athleticism. And if they get on, I mean, look, they're, they come in with a terrible record, and they've been struggling. But they just played – we all know how tough Cape Breton is and how what a good run they've been on. They just played a really tough Cape Breton team to a one-point game down in Cape Breton, which is a rough place to win right now after that trip. Um, you get these guys on a hot shooting night. They got uh, they got some former – in Samson, they got a former NBA on their roster. I mean, they got some guys with talent. They've, and they've had some time off to practice and gel, the way we talked about after adding – you know, a brand new point guard to their lineup and, and all the stuff that we talked about uh, when they played in Moncton last time. I mean, they've, they've got some dudes. So if they get on a run, then, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be in tough. These guys are professional players. So as with every, every game in this league, you just throw the record out because, you know, guys are uh, added, subtracted, uh, lots of time off to get to gel together. So a guy like Kareem Canty could suddenly, you know, like the word on, world on fire with these guys with some time off to, to prepare and setting up his, his shooters. And Russell Bird, I mean, they were within one point of Cape Breton, and Russell Bird went two for 11 from three-point range. He's not the kind of guy to do that all that often. So if he gets hot, you know, it, it's, it's all these things. you gotta be you got to be solid, and it starts at the defensive end. Get stops, control the pace, push the ball when it's there, but take advantage of the strengths that you have on the offensive end of the floor. And for them, it's a little bit of size with Nick Evans and also Duke Mundy and, 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 uh, and our man Corey in the backcourt really have a lot of one-two, a little bit of one-two size and talent, I think, too much for the Storm in the backcourt. And then they make that trip over to Charlottetown, then they'll come back. The good thing is, is that the forecast is not calling for any bad weather, so looks like the bridge will stay open and the Magic won't get stuck over in Charlottetown. They'll be able to make it uh, Back to the big relief. But tomorrow, uh, I know that 
A lot of folks have that game circled on the calendar. Uh, unfortunately for some of the fans and media alike, they're not going to get to see that Billy White, Terry Thomas match up uh, the two players that were traded for each other in the preseason blockbuster because obviously Billy still on the IR. But Terry Thomas back with the Halifax Hurricanes. He's been practicing with them all week. He certainly brings a whole different dimension to that squad. He's a hometown guy from East Preston. Uh, he's going to electrify that crowd, and he's going to get the team going. What's going to be some keys for the Moncton Magic going into a Scotiabank Center that you know is going to be keyed up and ready for the Magic tomorrow? Yeah, it's 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 a recipe working against the Magic. That's for sure. You got them on. You got them on a back to back, and you're right. The the place is going to be jumping with the hometown guy, and I don't know if you noticed uh, commentating Terry since he's been in the league, but he's kind of an emotional guy, and he can get behind, he can get into the flow of things and get, if anybody's going to spur on the crowd to even louder and greater heights, it's going to be Terry. He gets that defense going, he picks off a pass coast-to-coast and jams it or makes a big three. Those primal screams we always, always used to talk about last year with Terry were always so... Um, echoed throughout the Coliseum in Moncton last year and, and egged the crowd on. So when you add him into the talented group that they've got, and we talk about last time we saw them, we talked a lot about how guys like Mike Poole and uh, veterans like Clink Scales round themselves into form as the year goes on. Well, have they ever done that? I mean, Clink Scales is playing at a super high level, distributing the ball, and Mike Poole has just gone absolutely nuts the last couple of weeks. Uh, scoring 30-plus in multiple games and making himself the NBA Canada Player of the Week there one week. So um, these guys, are, are, are they still got Romel Brown in the front court, and they still got Jordan Washington coming off the bench. And Gabe Freeman, I didn't even mention, who struggled for Gabe Freeman, but, you know, that'll probably come around at some point. So all in all, a tough back-to-back for the Magic. But we've seen these guys be mentally tough all year long, and – even when they didn't have their stuff, their top stuff, they've made things, uh, they've kept things uh, tight and close, especially late. And I think even though it's going to be things working against them tomorrow night, I think you'll see a very close game late. Well, Coach Joe Slare and I talked about this uh, a podcast or two ago, but uh, nothing like some adversity to kind of uh, bring a core group together. And if that's the case, Moncton Magic are going to be as glued as tightly as any unit ever has been in terms of some of the adversity <laughs> We're almost at the halfway mark, Dave, uh, and as we get close to that, uh, again, didn't talk with you about this before we came on, but I'll put you on the spot again. You got a quick basketball mind, but as we get close, to the halfway, yeah, I know, right? But as we get close to the halfway point of the regular season, uh, a couple of things that have stood out to you, whether it's individual performances or uh, team performances. Well, uh, a little bit of. Uh, a- can put them together into one would be uh, Cape Breton and the, the, the Bruce Massey performance so far this year. I don't know if he's really got a rival right now for league MVP. I think it's pretty clearly him guys could really come up nipping at his heels. I wouldn't, uh, you know, if somebody has got a, a better name for me, I'd be surprised, but uh, that guy has just been tremendous and it was incredible news for the Highlanders when he made the decision to not go overseas to Lebanon and, and, and stay here for the rest of the year. That was about the best news that any of those fans have ever heard. So, I mean, that guy has been great. And their last 10 games has been 
phenomenal and they've pulled themselves to 12 and seven right behind the magic. And I would be, they're going to be a team that if Bruce Massey's healthy on playoff time are going to be um, really, really tough. And and on the other side, if we're going to go kind of one team here, one team there, um, you know, you look at a you look at a team like um, St. John's edge and, and Sudbury five, I want to quickly mention the Sudbury five because how tough it is, how tough it is to come in as a, um, as a, as a uh, expansion team and perform well, they're at, <clears throat> they've had some tough times lately, but they've been in, in every game, um, especially lately. And they're nine and nine, which is really impressive. But St. John's edge, I mean, the last 10, they're nine and one. And they've just been handling people. I mean, um, their, their new additions have been, have been terrific. Of course, big baby and, and all those guys, but I mean, guys like Des Lee, uh, there's another, if you're gonna, if there's going to be a guy that sort of, approaching the MVP level uh, to Bruce Massey. I would pick Des Lee from St. John's. He's been just massive for them and, and great on both ends of the floor. So I'll give you Cape Breton and, and the, and your buys from the rock from your hometown there, Scott is my guys to watch here during the early part of this year. Yeah. I had to put my fan hat on uh, the last time the St. John's edge were in Moncton at the Avenue center playing uh, the the Moncton Magic, just because I'm a Celtics fan lifelong. And, of course, Glenn Davis <laughs> uh, won a championship with the Celtics back in 08 and uh, got a picture taken with him afterwards. So that was kind of cool. He's a, he's actually a really cool guy, really friendly, really funny. But just quickly about uh, big baby Glenn Davis, because he came into the league with a lot of uh, pomp and circumstance, if you will, you know, visiting teams that the edge were going to play we're actually advertising the fact that he was coming. Hey, come on out to whatever arena and see NBA champ, big baby Glenn Davis play. So that was kind of an interesting dynamic, kind of fun for the league as well. But you and I obviously got to watch him up close and personal calling the game. What were some things in his game that you really liked that you think are going to really, really be positives for the St. John's Edge team into the playoffs? Well, you and I talked about even before the game started um, and for fans that didn't listen, didn't listen to our broadcast. We talked a lot about him just working for a couple of stretches of about five, 10 minutes each with Satnam Singh, just clearly being an, being a teacher uh, to Satnam about post moves and going back through, here's this move, here's this move, here's a counter move to that move. You could see him clearly kind of, working on things with Satin. So if he's providing kind of leadership off the floor for guys like that, that's great. And then on top of that, once he gets on the floor, I mean, his brute force and strength is always going to be something that he's going to be able to use. But that soft touch that he has, the ability to pass the ball, and just smarts and experience from having played in NBA finals is invaluable to, uh, to a team in this league, I'm sure. So, Lots of, um, you know, immeasurable stuff and measurable stuff um, for, for, for Big Baby on and off the floor. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a lot of fun going down the stretch the second half of the season as rosters hopefully start to settle in place across the league and then you get into playoff time. Well, we're going to wrap it up here in just a couple of minutes, Dave. But as you know, uh, since the last time you are on the podcast, uh, Magic Time has welcomed a presenting sponsor – to the show and it is st louis burn grill moncton and yep a great crew there i know you and i quite often uh, after a home game we'll head on over to the mountain road location for uh, some sports on tv a little sports talk 
and uh, some refreshments. So, Dave, I think as well we should let folks know that uh, starting on the 18th of this month, the next home game, you and I are going to head over to St. Louis on Mountain Road, and we're going to do a post-game podcast live. Are you, are you up for that? Are you okay with that, Dave? Listen, as long as they're okay with me basically living there because of how much you and I go there, plus <laughs> after my after my men's league because they sponsor our men's league, and then also just because I like going there sometimes with friends. As long as they're okay with me basically, uh, you know, pitching a tent out back and 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 paying me, you know, maybe they'll charge me rent. I have no idea, but yeah, uh, that sounds good, Scott. That sounds like a plan. Live on location, post game podcast at St. Louis Bar and Grill. Uh, the Moncton location on Mountain Road this January 18th, the week from today, after the Moncton Magic home game. Also, Dave, uh, some really cool news coming out of St. Louis. Uh, they've got a great fundraiser taking place on January 20th. It'll be the AFC and NFC Championship games taking place on that Sunday. And their new fundraising promotion is Eat, Drink, and Watch Football for Progress. And it'll be at the St. Louis Bar and Grill locations, Moncton and Yep. And again, it'll be on Sunday, January 20th, starting at 4 p.m. And it's uh, basically you go and eat and drink, and it helps raise money for the Greater Moncton Progress Club. And it's also in support of the Boys and Girls Club of Riverview. I would encourage you to visit St. Louis Bar and Grill, New Brunswick, on Facebook and get more information about it. Also, you can check me out on social media. My Facebook page is uh, Facebook dot com slash ff media 007 i've got a post on there about it as well but uh, not a bad way to spend a sunday afternoon dave uh, raising funds for a good cause yeah. at st louis bar and grill now i know what i'm doing for the afc and afc championship games thanks god i had no idea until just now and the cool thing about it is that i can go and feel no pressure because the steelers are out so i just have to cheer i have to cheer a b n anybody but new england I guess eight. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. I saw that coming. You're cheering for. You're cheering for another Deflate Gate. Is what you're cheering for. I am cheering for anything other than another New England Patriots championship because I have far too many family and friends on Facebook that just. Oh, I almost have to turn my news feed off, David. It makes me sad. Well, you know, just get, Antonio. Just get Antonio Brown. Uh, to give you a call and cheer you up. I'm sure he's uh, he's in the mood to do that. He seems to be a, a wonderful teammate. Thanks for opening up that wound. I'll put that right up there with my uh, phone call to Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> Perfect. They, uh, see, now, I'm, I'm going to get off this podcast. I'm going to go and I'm going to get my crying towel, and I'm going to cry into my Steelers terrible towel. Oh, man. See, I, I didn't mean to end this on such a down note. <laughs> oh, no, listen, man. But you're absolutely right. What a great way to spend a Sunday afternoon again, January 20th, 4 p.m. Atlantic time, St. Louis Bar and Grill, Moncton, NDEP. Eat, drink, and watch football for progress. It is going to be a lot of fun. And again, uh, it's in support of the Boys and Girls Club of Riverview, a very good organization to be uh, supporting indeed. And again, big thank you to our friends at St. Louis Bar and Grill for being the presenting sponsors of Magic Time. And Dave, thank you for stepping up and joining the program today. I think we need to get you on more often. I was just thinking the same thing. And I don't know if listeners are thinking the same thing, but I certainly was. And what we can do is we can also 
so you can put on multiple hats and talk more generally about the league. We'll, we'll pop over and I'll get you on the Beyond the Bucket podcast. That way we can kind of open it up to a more uh, broad range of all things National Basketball League of Canada and basketball in general. I'll talk to you anywhere, anytime. You tell me when and where. Excellent. Sounds good, my friend. Well, listen, Dave, we appreciate your time, my friend. Have a great weekend. I'm sure we'll be watching the live stream tonight uh, as the Moncton Magic take on the Island Storm. But uh, look forward to seeing you next Friday for our next home game broadcast, my friend. Can do, Scott. Thanks a lot. All the best, sir. Take it easy. That is Dave Tingley. He's my broadcast partner on the Magic Live broadcast from the Avenir Center. Always great to have a chance to chat with my good buddy, Hoops Tingley. That's who he is on Twitter, actually, at Hoops Tingley. Give him a follow. I'm Scott underscore FFM. You have been listening to Magic Time. Thank you very much for tuning in today. And again, a big thank you to our presenting sponsor, St. Louis Bar and Grill, locations in Moncton and Dieppe. And you can find them on Facebook. I'm Scott Squires. Till next time, friends. Remember, if you can't take part in sport, be a good one anyway. Bye for now. Prepa-